And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend. Not being afraid, even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas, because our help comes from the Lord. First, the truth is that you and I should not be as spiritually astute as we are. Let me explain that. God took us and baptized us into spiritual things and spiritual world, and all of a sudden we became alive to spiritual things, and we started seeing things we didn't see before. How is that possible? Well, with men, it's impossible. With God, all things are are possible, including acquiring spiritual knowledge that we did not fully prepare for. I'm going to tell you a story about my dad and me. And you guys will hopefully be amazed and encouraged. Next, Jesus taught by images, parables, reference to nature, and other illustrations. When we are praying for a collective, we often find ourselves using a shotgun approach because there's, and there's nothing wrong with that, but we do it to kind of broad spread our prayers, okay? And that faith can be applied broadly. Nothing wrong with that. But at other times, there's a call for more of a sniper style prayer, like with a laser focus and precise targeting. We'll talk about that. And finally, a crisis in a corporate or individual setting often sets the tone for how things are approached. Listen to what I said. I'm going to repeat it. It's very important. A crisis in the corporate or individual setting is it often sets the tone for how things are approached. That's like the Tom Jones disease. It's not unusual. But, let's see if you get that joke or not. See, Tom Jones, it's not unusual. But when the enemy is low and life crises are diminished, what is it time for next? What should we be doing next? When the enemy's kind of low and things are going pretty good, what's next? What's the next thing? Usually, get this, it's something to be built. What? But if the time is right, what should you building. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oy vey, so much more. Hey, hey, we're asking you, hey. What do you think? <gasps> what? What do you think? You can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. We don't get a lot of emails, but some people like to do that. You can text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that phone call, 
Okay? You're going to be talking to Captain Chris, Captain Chris, and that will just be like getting off of work and knowing that you now have the next day off. Wow. Because you will be... Yeah, top that one. <laughs> See, come on. Is that like the best one? We've just like one of the best ones. I need to call myself now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I need to call. Hello. Hello, this is Captain Chris. Okay. Uh, keep in mind, any topic is open for conversation. Why is that? Because it's not professional radio. Listen, you've been listening for, if you've been listening for 30 minutes, you already know that. <laughs> okay. If you've listened for five minutes at any point anywhere in the entire show ever, you already know that. It's not professional radio. It's just radio. It's kind of a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. Kind of. Kind of like Libby, Libby the Kid is Billy the Kid spelled sideways. Sort of. In the meantime, if you have a question, a thought, or a comment, as you can see, people can ask questions. People can uh, share testimonies, praise reports. Fantastic praise report by Eric. Fantastic question by Sergio. Love it. It's just exactly what we do. And the reason is we are a Christian community, a Christian fellowship. This is not your church, but you can fellowship here. I'm not your I'm not your pastor. I'm your big brother. The the problem for you is I'm your annoying big brother. Okay. Like if it's Thanksgiving and your big brother kind of shoots a little olive at you, that's me. Okay. Just so you know what's going on. You can call in, you can you can communicate by text, you can send an email, you can do any of those things. It's not a kvetch fest. There's plenty many places to call, many places to vent your frustration, and I understand that. There and I think some of those shows are excellent, like the show that follows us and some of the shows before us. I love it. I love what the station does. But in this particular time we're going to look to encourage strengthen and bless one another that's our goal following hebrews 313 and hebrews 1025 that we encourage one another daily as we deep as we see the day of christ approaching not just praise and prayer requests not just praise reports and prayer requests but also trivia here's our first trivia question of the day who said get ready who said with a donkey's jawbone, I have killed a thousand men. <laughs> See, like, like how I did that? That was like really deep and you know, like characterish. With a donkey's jawbone, I have killed a thousand men. Okay. If you think you know the answer, you are welcome to reach out to us. I would advise that highly. Uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email in david at hemustincrease.org. You do not have to give your name if you text in. You do not have to do anything. You don't have to do anything except be encouraged in the Lord. That you have to do. That's our kind of our goal there, okay? That's that, that's that. We did not get to do our DNA, and we're not going to get to do our DNA yet. So remind me in case I forget because my brain is just, you know. All right, let me get into this. This is a very fascinating uh, portion. So that's our question. Uh, straightforward. Uh, with a Who said with a donkey's jawbone? Oh, sorry. With a donkey's jawbone, I've killed a thousand men. All right, who said that? If you know, you can call in 972-445-0770 or text in 214-2108483. Let me read this to you in Mark chapter 6, verse 2 and 3. On the Sabbath, Jesus began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? Where is this wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hand? 
Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, uh, the brother of Joseph, the brother of Judas, and the brother of Simon, and are not his sisters, plural, here with us? And they took offense at him. Okay? So we got a caller who's going to answer a trivia question. We hope. We think so. Okay? If not, we're going to have to kind of stall him off. Uh, which is kind of a funny way to say that. Uh, but then we're going to come back to this because what I want to talk about is how these all these people were going, where, what, how, how's this happening? And I want to talk about that. Do we got somebody answering the trivia question? All right, here we go. All right, this is David. Who am I talking to? My name is uh, Jesus Christ knows me by Randy. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Randy. How are things? Wonderfully. Uh, wonderful. Are right, you ready to answer this trivia question? Yes. All right, here we go. I'm going to do it in the voice, so you have to bear with me, okay? With a donkey's jawbone, I've killed a thousand men. Who said that? Samson. That is correct, sir! You are right. Excellent job. Did you know right away? Did you just know? Yep, I know who that is. I did know right away, and by the way... uh I am Sam's son. You are Sam's son. Yes. That's great. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. That's a great folk. Oh, it's a great line. You win line of the day right there. <laughs> You're the greatest, David. Uh, thank you. This, this. Thank you for calling in. Bless you, brother. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Okay. <laughs> Getting all over the place, aren't we? All right, here's something I want you to catch, and I don't want you to miss this. And we're gonna have to go a minute extra because I gotta, I gotta do this thing correctly. So Jesus is teaching, right? And the people that are hearing it are like going, "Where did this man get these things? Who gave him this wisdom? How are such mighty works done by his hand? Isn't this the carpenter? Is he's got his four brothers? We know his two sisters, sisters plural, by the way. So Jesus had two sisters. Nobody talks about it. We don't know much about it, but that we know. And then they took offense at him. It's like, what? Where? Why? How? How did you become so smart? You're so smart. What happened? Okay. Have you ever felt like you knew more than you know? And by that, same thing I talked about yesterday, that, that sometimes you say things and you go, yeah, boy, that was really good. I, I don't know where that came from. Okay. That is a connection to Jesus. Colossians chapter 2, verse 3 says, in him, referring to Jesus, lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In him lie, lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So I'll tell you this story. It'll take about two minutes. My dad was a very powerful intellectual person. He took the bar exam in Michigan, and he had one court case, and his family would not let them him jo uh, join the building firm, which was a multi-multi-million dollar building firm, until he uh, got a law degree. So he had got a law degree, and then to be mad, he took one case, <laughs> took it to the Michigan Supreme Court, and got the law changed. Okay. And then when he moved to Arizona, for fun, he took the bar exam and the Arizona, Arizona State bar exam. That was the kind of guy he was. I want to take this for fun. Got one of the higher scores, okay? My dad and I were debating. We were arguing about Christianity. Keep in mind, I'm, you're, we're very early in my faith, and I am a former drug dealer, a high school dropout. Actually, that's not true. A high school kickout. <laughs> that would be true. I have no 
almost no common sense. I am absolutely not there as an 18-year-old. This is all I'm going to say to you. Just not there. My dad and I get into an argument about Jesus because I have recently become a Christian and was on fire for the Lord. And he would make a point, and I would respond. And he would make a point, and I would respond. This went on for a long time, you know, like an hour. And he stops, and he goes, where did you get this knowledge? You've never studied. You've flunked out. You've, you're, 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 you don't know anything. How are you even replying like this? And I looked him square in the face, and I said, Jesus is with me. You know, and I was really kind of, you know, bombastic then. You think I'm bombastic now. This is 40 years later. I'm calm now. <laughs> He's like, and he got really frustrated. Now, I'm not saying that to show you I'm smart. That's Don't do that. You know better than that. It's to show you that the Lord can use you anywhere, anytime, because the Holy Spirit abides inside you. Jesus Christ is in you by faith, and he is, in fact, the treasures of all wisdom and knowledge. And what you need to say and when you need to say it is there because he's there. You don't have to work it up. He's got you covered. You come behind in no gift. You're not on the sideline. You're in the game, and the Lord is in you. And he can make every shot a score. Isn't that cool? Come on. That's just cool stuff. All right, we'll take our break and then come back a little late. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at 1,000 miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts, and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the board. What is the David Spoon Experience? Bibles are very cool looking. You can have them electronically. You can have them in your phone. You have them in your computer. There's tons of apps. There's also cool looking book Bibles. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. It's great. Here's the bottom line. All that's fancy and fantastic and useless if you don't read it and believe it and process it. For those that are trying to figure out, uh, first of all, well, why is it that the Bible is uh, its own unique entity? What's the deal in that? Well, the same breath that went into creating Adam, which was creating creation of man, that same breath went into the Bible. And so 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is God-breathed. That's the breath of God. And the breath of God that went into Adam is the breath of God that goes into the book, which is why this is a unique book. And then people are get, they get really upset, and they go, well, hold on now. Hold on now, Dave. The, the, the problem there is, you know, that, that there's just so many people that have been a part of uh, writing the Bible. In fact, there's about 40 authors spanning about 3,000 years in all different types of positions in life. But here's the great thing about Christian faith. 
If you believe that God created the universe, you're going to step out on that big ledge and go, well, if he created the universe, he can probably write a book. Well, the amazing part about the book itself is not just the self-proclamations of the book, but you get into the prophecies, and it's an amazing, amazing element that every single prophecy has been fulfilled exactly, and yet there are some to come, and we will see those fulfilled. But while you're engaging in the Word of God, here's something you need to be aware of that Christians do not recognize, that that word where it says, for the Word of God is alive, is zone in the Greek. If we were doing a Greek word, that'd be zone. And that word means alive, to live. Jesus used that word in Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, where he says, Behold, I am alive, and I live forevermore. Same word. And the word of God is alive. And you think, well, this is just a book. It is just a book, except for when you're reading the word of God and the Holy Spirit connects you to the word of God, it becomes something altogether different. If Jesus was like oh, Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. You know that little fill right there talking about sometimes when you read it? it I had that happen today. The dogs were, oh, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> just going bonkers. And I was just like, be quiet. You know, they're like, rawr, 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 rawr. and then uh, I just like, I, cracked open the Bible, and I'm like, I'm going to read. I'm going to ignore you. And then I started reading the Bible, and they literally calmed down. And I just got so much out of it. I was like, wow. Thinking, man, I got to do that more often. <laughs> or something happened. Anyway. All right. Here we go. Uh, next trivia question. Here you go. Ready? Uh, which great friend of David, before he was king, said, my father, Saul, is looking for a chance to kill you. Da-da-da. We can't afford the expensive ones. So those are the, those are the, <laughs> right? Just do them with their mouth. That's all. Uh, which great friend of David, he wasn't king yet, said, my father, Saul, is looking for a chance to kill you. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972 972- Four four five zero seven seven zero. You can text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three, or you can send an email David at he must increase dot org. Now I, I'm warning everybody, as I often do, that uh, somebody's going to answer this, and, and then I've got a top ten list that shows ten the top ten signs you may not be reading your Bible enough, and it is classic. So first, let's get this person, and they'll go from there. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. Hey, Gary. Great to hear your voice. Thank you for calling in, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good. You know, I really am. I, my class starts next week, but I've got all my stuff done, and I'm ready to go. And I might even have, you know, five or six hours where I get to sit there and go, what's on TV? <laughs> Because I might not have anything to do. Although that might not be encouraging, depending on what I watch. Uh, but I'm doing great, so I appreciate well, that's you asking. Good. Yeah, no, I'm getting a little bit of break this weekend, so I'm happy about that. All right, classic, straightforward. What great friend of David, before he was king, uh, said, My father, uh, Saul, is looking for a chance to kill you. 
I believe that was Jonathan. That is correct, sir! It was Jonathan! They were so closely connected, and Jonathan had to recognize, oh, Dad's going after him. And sometimes you get into those powerful leadership uh, places, and you don't stay humble, which is uh, something that, that actually Samuel said to Saul when you were small in your own eyes. Uh, and then you start taking it out on people, and it gets to be a disaster. And that's what happened. So Jonathan warned him, great job. I'm glad you're feeling better, and I'll keep uh, uh, praying for you. I, I appreciate greatly those prayers, and I really, really want you to do that for me. Just keep praying, brother. Well, thank you. All right. God bless you. Bye. Bye. All right. Great job by our brother Gary. Excellent work. Okay. Uh, top. T- you ready for this one? <laughs> so for those of you who are, <laughs> this is so good. This could be like the best one. I mean, this is like top. For sure. Top 10. Wait, I just said that. Top 10 signs you may not be reading your Bible enough. Uh, the preacher's number 10. We'll go 10, 9, 8, 7. Here's number 10. The preacher announces the sermon is from Galatians and you have to check the table of contents. Okay. All right. Uh, number nine. You think Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob have had a few hits during the 60s. Number eight, you open to the Gospel of Luke, and a World War II savings bond falls out. Number seven, your favorite Old Testament patriarch is Hercules. Number six, a small family of woodchucks has taken up residency in the Psalms of your Bible. Number five, you became frustrated because Charlton Heston isn't listed either in the concordance or the table of contents. Number four, catching the kids reading the Song of Solomon, you demand, who gave you this stuff? Number three, you think the minor prophets worked in the quarries. That's so good. Listen to this one. Number two, you keep falling for it every time when the pastor tells you to turn to first condominiums. That is so funny. And number one, the kids keep asking you too many questions about your usual bedtime story. Jonah, the shepherd boy, and his ark of many colors. There you go. (laughs) That's genius. Isn't that that was that was really good? The thing about the first condominiums, is that just the best? Turn to first condominiums. Where's that? All right, Mark chapter 5, verse 25 through 29, before the rest of it gets away from me. There was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, listen, if I touch even his garment, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. She had this problem, verse 25 tells us, for 12 years. Verse 26 tells us she had human treatments that failed. That doesn't mean it shouldn't be tried. So for those that say, see, it failed, that's why I slow down. Medicine is used throughout the Bible. Even Paul said to Timothy, use a little wine for thine often infirmities. Verse 27, faith is by hearing. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him. So remember, faith by hearing, hearing by the word of God. She heard about Jesus. And this is what I want to talk to you about. She then used what I'm calling, I know it's probably, you know, well, it's Texas, so if you don't like it, it's too bad. It's sniper faith. She said, said, If I touch his garment, I will be made well. Exceedingly specific. 
There's no, you know, if I get around him and then be my fast, she's like, I touch that guy, I'm well. That's it. Let's go. It's very, very specific. Verse 29, immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. The reason I bring that up is because, you know, in, in general, I I think you guys know this, like I'll be praying for the audience, okay? There's nothing, it doesn't take hours, it takes seconds. You know, Lord bless them. I always pray that the Lord puts his arms around everybody. I just think that's kind of a cool prayer. But so I pray and I pray. And then if somebody in the audience specifically comes to mind and something that they're going through, then I get very specific. And I and I and what I do is I try to petition specifically as to what's going on. And I just think it's a cool illustration to understand that sometimes the broad prayer is correct. When you're praying at your church uh, or praying for, you know, something in general and it's kind of in mass, there is a broad sense, okay? Even Jesus, when he was teaching the the— how to pray in Matthew 6. It's like our Father who art thou in heaven. I mean, it's like it's it's there's a broader sense there, and that's fine. But there are very specific times for you to be very specific about your faith, to zero it in like a target, like a laser. And I mean literally like a laser. And then this woman who had this issue, she was she had one process going on in her mind. She didn't have anything else to say. I touch him, I'm healed. Let's go. And that's it. And I see that, and I, I admire that because it's very specific. Her faith is very pointed. It's very directioned. And I think what we'll do at times is we come before the Lord and we'll pray about something. And I don't mean this rudely. I'm just reflecting on myself and trying to make see if other people get it this way. You, sometimes you dance around it because you don't want to be offensive. Well, you know, or, uh, this is you know not the best situation. It's like he knows. <laughs> it's just you know, Lord, you know, rearrange this, <laughs> change, pull that thing out, pull this in, do this, heal this. I mean, it's like it's not trying to tell God what to do. It's just being specific with the request. And in case you're wondering where that might come from, as an additional biblical reference, Jesus, when he had two blind men come up to him, said, what do you want me to do for you? I mean, you cannot get that any more specified. I mean, the blind men were go, well, well, gee, we'd like to play the piano. I mean, it's like, they were like, we want to see. And then Jesus goes, there you go. All right, here's your faith. Here's your faith has helped you. So my idea in that is that we get at times shotgun prayer, totally fine. But sniper prayer, totally accurate and fine, specifically for our individual situations. Consider it that way, okay? All right. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Galatians chapter 5. Verse 1. This is one of the first verses in my Christian faith that I learned, which is, you know, it's, you don't think about it, but when I first became a Christian, people would share this verse with me. I didn't know why. I was going to find out why because God was going to set me free from a lot of drug use, but I didn't know then what was going on. I was like, oh, I keep hearing this verse. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. The freedom for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore— and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. So now in our society, you say the word slavery, and people start going, arr, 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 
and then everybody starts freaking out. You know what? We're never going to change what the gospel is, and the gospel is the reality, the truth. We're not going to alter it for culture. We're not going to say it differently so people aren't offended. If you're offended, turn the radio off. Okay? That's your answer. You've got fingers. Use them. Here's our, you've got the ability to turn it on. You've got the ability to turn it off. Here's the bottom line. Every one of us, every one of us before Jesus Christ was in bondage to sin. Every one of us. Now that we are in Jesus Christ, we are free from the penalty of that sin, and the Lord is working in us the process to overcome that sin practically. We've talked about it multiple times. You understand salvation from a little bit of a, you know, smart, not smart, um, multiple scripture point of view. Scriptures talk about salvation being past tense. Scripture talks about salvation being present tense. And scripture talks about salvation being future tense. But the only way that could happen is if, watch this, salvation is past tense, present tense, and future tense. <laughs> See, it's the only way it can happen is because that's what it says. And so in that, we need to understand that from the past point of view, we are free from the penalty of sin. Yay! Currently, we're going through what is called sanctification, where we're being delivered. We're delivered from the power of sin, and we're learning in our own lives. We don't have to live for sin. And then eventually, when we're with the Lord forever and ever, we will be free from the presence of sin, and there won't be any evil, any bad, any yucky. Okay? Cool. In the meantime, while the justification, while the penalty for sin is done, while the freedom is there, the sanctification process is the one where he makes you look like Jesus now that he's pronounced you to be like Jesus, and that's the one you got to fight through. That's the one that you have to go, you know what, I'm free. I just don't have to do that. I don't have to. That, therefore, becomes a responsibility because the scripture says, stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery, which means that you can. But if you do, it'll be your choice. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM. Amen, 770, the truth station here in Texas. Anytime I think about that, I think I want to remind you guys to pray for Chris, Jennifer, and Don, okay? Captain Chris, is uh, he's become a legend within the show, right? But he's not a commander yet. <laughs> I'm nay a commander. You are nay a commander. Uh, and then Don's the owner, and Jennifer is, it's just really simple. If Don and Chris didn't have Jennifer, there'd be no radio station. Let's just, it's just no, it's no enter. Just leave it there. All right, there you go. Uh, so please keep them in prayer. Uh, we are getting ready for our next trivia question. Here is our next trivia question. Which man, so you're looking for the title where this came from, the title of the book. Which man used this line in his preaching? Cast your bread upon the waters, for after many days you will find it again. Okay? So you can either give me the title of the person or the person, the title of the book, the person who wrote any of that, as long as you can make the connection. Uh, which man used the line in his preaching, cast your bread upon the waters, and after many days, you will find it again. Okay? Okay. Got that? All right. Joy Ann and Cordelia striking first. They are often the first striker. I'm just saying. Is it? Okay. I don't know what else you say about that. 
what do you say? That's our trivia question. If you want to reach out to us, you can do it by uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Uh, which man... Uh, use this line in his preaching, cast your bread upon the waters, for after many days you will find it again. You can reach out to us. Plus, we also want to encourage you guys to go to the website. I have been really kind of derelict in sharing some of these things. So, uh, And remind me, uh, we'll do them when we get back. We'll, we'll pray for Ukraine. So I want to make sure to do that. While praying for the audience, please pray for everybody to find a strong recovery. A week from today, I will be out of town. We will be playing what I consider one of the best shows we've ever done. If you've not heard it, I think it'll be a blessing. Even if you've heard it, it might be a blessing. Okay, I'm just letting you know that. And then that's – okay, so let's send people to the website. Oh, yeah, it's a place to give, and the reason that's important is because I don't get paid for this. I pay to be on the radio, and uh, Don is very fair about that. So he, he gives me a really good rate. But everything we get, we pay towards the radio rent, and then I get what's left over, and I haven't made minimum wage in two years. So <laughs> you think I'm kidding? It's like, nope, that's the way it goes. It's like, look, uh, how are you making ends meet? We got a lot of debt. <laughs> But that's besides the point. So uh, if you can give, great. If you've got a praise report, put it on there. If you've got a prayer request, put it on there. We'd love it. At a minimum, please be praying for us. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Okay, that had to be water. If that's not water, I quit. Okay, I'm just saying. All right, so we're going to stop for a second, and I want to pray for Ukraine. Uh, we don't pray uh, We don't pray headlines here. That's not what we're looking to do. We're trying to pray kingdom, right? So let's take a moment and pray together. Just join our faith. Father, we come before you right now. And what we're praying for is that you would be glorified. You would bring your miraculous power into a situation that is out of control by the sinfulness of mankind. We ask that you would protect everybody, children, women, men, everybody involved in this situation, and that you would put into the hearts and minds of people that have control a peace, a rest, a stopping of their a desire to either hurt or conquer, whatever the case may be. We just want it to stop. And what we really pray for, Lord, is out of it, there would be a miracle. Just like in 1967, you did such an amazing miracle for Israel. We just pray there'd be a miracle and let the people scratch their heads and know, hey, something big happened here. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, we have somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. It's Samson, and Shabbat Shalom to Sh you. Shabbat Shalom, brother. How are you doing today? Good. Okay. Well, we just were praying for the Ukraine people, so let's keep praying for them. Yes, and actually, yeah, uh, through through your radio audience, I can uh, yeah, uh, extend the request that uh, our friends are working, especially among the Jewish Ukrainian Jewish on those camps, and they are giving the track so they will find the true uh, Messiah. So, so I would encourage your audience to pray for that direction for our friend and the other people those who are reaching out to the Jews. 
Amen. Uh, and, and to others as well, not just, but they, they are focusing especially on this uh, population at this point. Yeah. And regarding your trivia question, uh, I think that was uh, Jesse's grandson, Solomon. That is correct, sir! Hey, brother. Do you, can you yeah. do me a favor? Can you share what the 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 Shema is? Did you know Shema Yisrael? I don't know. Can you share that with the audience? Well, it's it's a, like it too. Like a, Jesus said, like a uh, hero Israel that that Lord your God is one. It's meant to acknowledging that there is a one God, and uh, He loves all people. Basically, it's not. Yes, He chose. That was his divine uh, intervention to just choose the Israel, but we are also his chosen people. Uh, so, Amen. yeah. So, so that's it. And uh, Shabbat is a day to like it. Uh, and traditionally speaking, like all the Jews, regarding if they are practicing Jew or just a form, uh, formal Jew, like they all acknowledge that, oh, this is the God day that uh, to rest, like as God rested. Uh, on the seventh day uh, after he created the creation. So so that's a, and also it's a, one of the Ten Commandments uh, to, to to keep the Sabbath holy. Right. A prelude to the Sabbath might be a way to. Think. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Excellent job, brother. I just wanted to Thank use your wisdom in the moment. Okay. Thank you, brother. All right. And I, I'm praying for you and your, and your final last, I mean, two classes and one... Yep. Uh, two classes on a uh, defense, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not worried and about the defense. <laughs> I'm, not worried about, I'm not worried about defense. I'm a lawyer in that. I'm more worried about the classes. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right, my brother. All right. God bless and a happy Shabbat. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. All right. I just wanted everybody to hear that. That's good. So you guys know. It's like, oh, wait, what was that? What is that? So then everybody gets a, 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 a thing for it. I'm going to bail on this one. I just decided I don't want to teach this at all. Okay. How about that? Here's what I want to talk to you about. This is in my devotions today. You want to just get blown away? I'm just going to share this one verse. You know how we're doing First John? I'm very happy that we're doing First John. And I'm also excited to do Job. Let me show you why we're, when we do Job, it's going to take like 20 years. Okay. All right. Just listen to this. Listen to this one verse. Okay. Now, this is Elihu responding to Job in verse 33. Just listen to what I'm going to say. This will blow your mind. This is Job chapter 33, verse 4. For the Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. I want you to listen to this verse. This is really good for those that need to understand pneumatology, which is the theology of the Holy Spirit. For the Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Now, here's what I want you to remember. What happened with Adam when he was clay? God breathed into him the breath of life. And what happened to Adam when God breathed into him the breath of life? Let's just consider what happened to old Adam when God breathed into him the breath of life? He became alive, right? Now, knowing that God's breath brought life into Adam— you look at this passage that Elihu talks about in Job 34, 4, For the Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. You understand that the breath of the Almighty comes through the Spirit of God, 
And then I want you to take you to this wonderful passage in uh, Timothy, in 2 Timothy, when you get into the 316, where it says, all Scripture is God-breathed. Now, here's something that I want you to catch, okay? The Bible is not the Holy Spirit. The Bible is written by the Holy Spirit in partnership with God, okay? It was a part, or in partnership with man. The Holy Spirit used mankind to write the Bible. Okay? A partnership okay, to make the message of God clear. Dear human race, Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21, love God. Okay? That's, the, that's the deal. And God, in the beginning, breathed into Adam, and he breathed into Adam the breath of life. And when we look at Elihu's statement here to Job, he says, The Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty has given me life. And then you go back to this passage in 2 Timothy 3.16, and you recognize that the breath of God that went into Adam, that Elihu was talking about, that gave him life, that gives every one of us life, that's the same breath that was put into the Word of God. Now, why sometimes do we read the word and we don't get it's like it's like boring <laughs> snoozer city because we are not prepared for it not god is not prepared everything in this book is god breathed it has the breath that's why sometimes you will read and it's like fresh breath falls on you does it have to be every single verse every single second no i don't think so I think if there's one thing the Lord shows you and your spirit goes, zing, there you go. But that's why you hear us say in the show, have your BFN in the book. What's your BFN? Your big fat nose. Get it in the book so that you can have the freshness of the breath of God falling on you. The Holy Spirit did write the book, right? Okay. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM.
What is the David Spoon Experience? Prayer request? HeMustIncrease.org Praise report? HeMustIncrease.org Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org That is great! You see, now that, you cannot, I mean, that's compared to a spring and a bouncy thing. So you jumped off the the dock and then blew up, right? See how I can, that one was really good. Okay. Uh, oh, relax. Uh, history. Let's do history real quickly. Let's go. All right, uh, I don't know how to do this one. You know how yesterday we didn't have the best one, right? Okay. First of all, it's National Battery Day. Okay, well, that's oh, fine. I love batteries. You love batteries? I mean, so great. <laughs> I just, I don't even know. I don't even know how to comment to that. I love batteries. They're so great. Which one? The silver ones? The gold ones? Which oh, ones? Oh, I mean, I don't know if I could pick a favorite. I just don't know. And then also, uh, it's. Uh, Thumb Appreciation Day. I love having thumbs. <laughs> uh, what do you like more, batteries or thumbs? Oof, tough call. Okay. And if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face a penalty. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, where we know that Captain Chris loves thumbs. And batteries, right? Oh, both. They're great. But they're great. It's the thumbs and batteries, especially the thumb battery. That's got to be, right? I mean, that's a good combo. There you go. Uh, we're going to do our quick trivia question, okay? You guys will have a chance to do this so you can call in. Uh, what leader of Israel said, uh, what leader of Israel cried out to the Lord, what am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. That's with rocks, for those that don't know. Whoa, who cried out to the Lord, what am I to do with these people? They're almost ready to stone me. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We'll do our uh DNA real fast, okay? DNA, D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. How often is that? What, uh, Every day. Every day. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus has to say, no matter what the world tries to put on you. And A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that you are aware of your Heavenly Father. You're aware of the process here, what's going on. You're in communion, and you're also aware of other people. And that's the hardest part to tell people to do is to be aware of other people because that means we got to get outside of our own little universe. Uh, that's our DNA. All right, one more la- one last time. Who cried out to the Lord? Uh, what am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. How'd you like to be a leader of people? And that's what that's what's going on. <laughs> They are ready to st- they're, they're not happy with me. Are we ready to have an answer? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Well, this is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? 
I'm good. Thank you. Ah, excellent to end with you. You're always a champion in this, and so I'm super glad you were responding to this. All right. Pretty pretty straightforward, though you have everybody in their heart has a little sympathy in this situation. Who cried out to the Lord, what am I to do with these people? They're almost ready to stone me. This is a pure guess on my part, but is it Mo? That is correct! It is Mo! This is my only concern. When you talk to a pastor and then you say, well, then Mo had this happen, and he looks at you and goes, who? <laughs> that's going to be like, just say, oh, that's David's fault. That's that's that guy's fault. <laughs> the answer is Moses. Excellent job. Excellent, excellent. Hey, David, I have a question. Sure, sure. Fire away. What is the difference between a Gidgeon's Bible and a regular King James Bible? Between What was the first one? I heard the King James. What was the first one? Oh, uh, Gidgeon's Bible. G- Gideon's? Yes. Okay, well, the Gideon organization, that, that okay, so Gideon organization, that's really kind of an interesting question. The Gideon organization was formed by two guys who met in a, in a hotel together, and instead of drinking, they were trying to encourage one another, and they said, you know, if we, if we do, like, if we read the Bible, this would be a good thing. That birthed the ministry to put the Gideon Bible in hotels, and it's not just the King James Version. They actually use the King James, the New King James. They also use a much older version, a couple of older versions. They're actually a ministry that that just puts Bibles in hotels or different locations for free for when people go places that they don't forget about the Lord, especially places like hotels where people have a tendency to kind of kick loose and be a little crazier. So that Gideon is actually a movement. It's not their, it's, they're not a translation, whereas the King James is actually a translation that came about, uh, one of the finest translations, actually, uh, though though there's you know a lot of different translations. But uh, poetically, there's nothing like the King James anywhere. But they're not they're not, it's not that the Gideons have a different version per se. They use different multiple versions. They're just a different ministry. So that, that meant, see, thank you. I did not know that. You, and I appreciate the answer. You are welcome. I'm just full of uh, knowledge today, so you are welcome. <laughs> thank you. All right. God bless you. Bye bye. All right, Moses. See, that's gonna be a problem because she's gonna talk to her pastor, pastor, she's gonna go, Well, Mo is <laughs> gonna go, who? Don't even get me started, right? And then Joseph, and then Joe. So you got Mo and Joe. Oh boy. Uh... <laughs> so I, I'm hoping everybody understood that. The reason that's funny about the Gideon a part of that is the there's a I have an old Gideon copy of an old Wycliffe, which is a, a different translation altogether, and that is like kind of it's like kind of the coolest. It's very rare, a very rare copy. And it's just like, wow. You know, I can't remember who gave it to me. Somebody gave it to me. Somebody else have a question or something? Is this question day or what? Okay, let's go. Here we go. This is David. The answer is six. No, I'm kidding. Who am I talking to? <laughs> oh, hi, David. This is Joy Ann. Um, hi, I Joy I'm going to make this quick. But since we're talking about Bibles, um, I would love to recommend uh, two Bibles. I was thinking of Sergio, and you mentioned the Apologetics Bible, which is fantastic. Um, But I've also loved the Evidence Bible by Ray Comfort, and that's from the livingwaters.com ministry. It has such beautiful illustrations and examples. It's real reader-friendly. 
And I love using it, it when I teach Sunday school because I help teach special needs adults. So it's um, something they can understand. And so can I recommend that? Is yes. Give it, so give us, give us the oh. website again. Let's make sure people understand. Oh, yes. where, would they, where would they get? What's that Bible? What is that one called? It's, okay. So it's called the Evidence Bible by Ray Comfort. Think of the comfort of the Lord. And his website is livingwaters.com. Okay. And that's livingwaters is plural. The waters is plural. Yes, livingwaters.com. Okay. And and it is just it has the website has great videos on how to witness and then all these wonderful witnessing tools and this book is a fairly new um it like came out in 19 I mean 2021. Okay. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say 19, 19 not that new. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> good job. Great 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 job. What a show today. This has been like lights out. Can I just ask a quick question? Sure. I, if I can answer, I will answer. If not, I will direct oh, you to yeah. the right place. Yeah. Well, our prayer request is, if y'all would please keep praying for my marriage. I'm, I heard some discouraging news yesterday from a family member regarding my husband wanting to divorce me. So I know how loving you all are. Please pray. Well, let's pray for it right now. Let's pray, Joanna, right now. Okay, let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up our dear sister to you. And she she heard the news, but she doesn't have to be afraid of the news because, Lord, you are the one that can change a heart. You are the one that has the king's heart in the palm of your hand. And we trust you for that. And, Lord, she's been getting, uh, you know, a lot of spiritual warfare been going on for her. And we are just lifting up Joanne to you right now. We are asking in the name of Jesus that you would be the God of comfort and you would comfort her, but that you would give her an assurance and a wisdom and an ability to process whatever is going to take place and have a trust that you are stepping before her. You are not unaware of all the events that are going on, and hearing of uh, different things can be quite discouraging. Lord, we all know that. But what we're asking you to do is comfort her heart and help her keep her eyes focused on you so that she will not sink like Peter did when he was walking on the water and took his eyes off you. Down he went. So please help her to keep her focus on you and keep her well in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Amen. I receive that. And I claim that for everyone in the audience who has relational challenges. Yes. The Lord amen. is in control. Thank Amen. you, David. We love you all. I Thank love you. you as well. Bye-bye. God Thanks. bless you. Bye-bye. All right. So you guys be praying for Joanne, right? Everybody needs to be praying. It doesn't take a lot to just lift it up before the Lord. It's not difficult. We'll end with this because i only got about two minutes, so we're going to skip the history. But that's all right because I copied it from last year. So I don't mind. All right. Uh, Mark chapter 60, verse uh, 30 and 31. Listen to this. It's going to be very short but very powerful in its own way. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught, and he said to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while, for many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. Now, the disciples came to Jesus, apostles came to Jesus and said, this is what we've done, this is what we taught, this is what we've been doing, and then Jesus says, come away by yourself to a remote place to a remote place, and rest a bit. 
And you're thinking, well, why would Jesus say that? Well, he would say that because life is crazy, right? My professor, Professor Z, Zablowski, which I misspelled on my last paper, by the way. I think I told you guys that. Anyway, uh, he just wrote this little beautiful little thing that he said, you know what you, you, you can't do about life? You can't control it. It comes at you like a freight train. Like, that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly right, all right? And because it does that, and because we have things that we're challenging, and because we have frustrations, and because we have wins and losses and victories. Now, the ultimate victory is ours in Christ. But Jesus told his own disciples, you know what? You've been doing a lot. That's great. This is great. This is great. You know what? I need you to take a chill. We don't say it that way, but we should. It's like, you know what? Come you apart to a desolate place and rest a while, which is... God's wonderful way of saying, shut everything else down and be recharged from the presence, the grace, the mercy, the kindness, and the love that comes from him. Got it? Okay. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 72-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Spoonanity and the insanity. Just as I am, each Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.